0: Oh, man, I, we have such a special treat for you this morning, such a special treat. I actually, I was, I'm so honored that I get to introduce our speaker today, such a delight for me. Um, I met this person actually here at the harbor a few years ago, and um, what I didn't know when we met was that we actually had went to the same Bible school. Isn't that crazy? But not at the same time, we kind of like just missed each other. Um, but it was cool because when we were met, we were talking about the same professors that we had. We took the same courses, so we kind of like geeking out for a few minutes. And um, the a few, you know, few years that I've been able to know this individual who's going to speak, um, he's such a faithful brother. He's so faithful, so kind, just carries like a true servant's heart. And that's an incredible thing to be able to say about someone because, um, you know, I grew up in the church, and I've been in ministry for a long time, and there are a lot of people who like ministry because it's flashy. (laughs) There are a lot of people who like ministry because it gives them a stage so that they can, like, display all of their talents and, you know. Um, But this brother who's going to come talk to you, he's, he's the real deal, man. He's... It's got a pure heart. It's beautiful. Jeremiah, will you come up? Mm. It's it's such an honor to introduce you, my friend.
1: All right, all right. Imagine to be in darkness and not even know it's dark. To be around war, disease, hatred, unforgiveness, fear. Imagine to live that way. When will the light come? We're going to be starting a series here... uh, the uh, Advent Conspiracy, and I'm going to be starting us off on the birth of love's light. Why did Jesus have to come? Why did he have to come? If you have your Bibles, if you can turn to John chapter 9, I'm going to start with verse 1. I'm honored to be here this morning. I'm thankful to Pastor Darren and the team to have this opportunity to speak to you guys. In verse 1, it says, As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind? They've seen this, this person here, who I'm sure they probably met before. And they wanted to know why was this guy blind, this guy who was actually born blind. There had to be a reason for it. So they said, Jesus, you know, you know everything. Who messed up? Why is this guy blind? And maybe it's easier for them to deal with that question to actually deal with the question of, you know, how can we help this guy? How can we assist him? How can we meet his needs? And, you know, I can find myself doing the same thing sometimes. is wanting to project on why someone's in the situation they're in so I don't have to help them so I don't have to try to meet, meet their needs. So they ask Jesus this question of who sinned. And Jesus says in verse 3, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so the works of God might be displayed in him. And Jesus says, neither And another thing, too, we have to make sure that we don't, Jesus didn't say God made this guy be born blind, right? We can't project something on someone on why they're in that situation. We also, we can't project it onto God, right? We can't say, hey, God, you caused us. You did this. Why wouldn't God cause this guy to be born blind? Because we have to look at his nature, And who he is. And that's when we need light, right? When we can't see who God is clearly. And I think that's what he wants to tell us this morning. He wants us to see him clearly. He wants us to be able to see. And if we can see, he wants us to see more clearly. That's why Jesus had to come. Why wouldn't God because has got to be born blind because the Bible says that God is love. Love doesn't do that. But what love does do is what Jesus did. He says that, he goes on in verse four, he says, as long as this day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground and made some mud with saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Why did Jesus have to spit on the ground? Why did he have to do that? That's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) Um, put it on the man's eyes, and he says, Go and tell him, wash in the pool of Siloam, this word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home to see him. And at this time, there was this group of people, the Pharisees, who were very, like, legalistic in their view of the law and how they interpreted the law and how they applied the law. And they even were called... They were known as being separate. Separate from society. And when Jesus healed this person, he healed this man on the Sabbath day. And so, like, they were offended because of this. Because Jesus healed this person on the Sabbath where no person is supposed to be working. So sort they're of like, you know, why is he doing this stuff? Why is he healing people on God's Sabbath? So... But the problem here was is that it was no denying that this guy was blind, right? <laughs> he was born blind. And they didn't even believe him until they called his parents. And they said, you know, is this your son? They said, yes. Was he born blind? They said, yes. And so then in verse, we're gonna skip down to verse 24. After he already told them what happened, They asked him again, they said, give glory to God by telling the truth. We know this man is a sinner. And the man replied, whether he's a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Right? Right? What God does in our lives, the light that he brings to us when he heals us or when he saves us, that's your testimony, right? People can argue with you that there's no God or that he's not real or that he's not good. Whatever he does in our lives, that's our testimony, right? I mean, Jesus, healed, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And because of that, and people saw him raise Lazarus from the dead— that the Pharisees, the religious leaders, not only wanted to kill Jesus, they wanted to kill Lazarus. Why? Because he was a walking testimony. You You can't argue that, right? You can't debate that. This guy was dead, and now he's alive. This is testimony. He says, now I see. And then they said, oh... Then he goes on to say in verse 30, when they're like, you know, we're followers of Moses, right? We don't know where this guy came from. We're followers of Moses. And in verse 30, he says, now this is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man was not from God, he can do nothing. And as we go along in this chapter, there were people who were blind here in this story. Right? But one person actually gets healed. We're going to see, and we're going to see there's some other people who are blind. In verse 35, Jesus heard them that they had thrown the man out because they were mad, right? He said, you know, this person is from God. He healed me. I was blind. They were angry because he healed this man on the Sabbath day. In verse 35, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found them, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? In verse 36, he says, who is he, sir? The man asks. Tell me so so that I might believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him, and in fact, he's the one speaking with you. And the man said, Lord, I believe and worship him. And then verse 39, Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who will see will become blind." And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and ask, what, are we blind to?" And Jesus says this, he says, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin, but now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. You see, this this man, he recognized that he was blind, right? He, He recognized that he needed healing. These Pharisees, they, didn't, they, didn't, they couldn't see that they weren't seeing the father correctly. They weren't seeing him correctly. Why were they not seeing the father correctly? Because they didn't know him. They didn't know him for who he was, right? If we don't really know someone, if we don't really spend time with someone, we can, like, project things that are not true towards that person, right? We can do it with people at our jobs. We can do it with people who are in our families, we can, when we don't know someone, we can project things onto them. That's really not a part of their character, right? And that's what the Pharisees were doing here with, with, with the Father. They're like, that's why they were so angry with Jesus, because why would Jesus heal this person on the Sabbath? But why wouldn't he? Because Jesus knew the Father, right? He knew the heart of the Father, He knew the compassion of the Father, that it was the Father's desire for this man to be made whole, to be able to see. And here Jesus was the light of heaven, was wanting them to be able to see the Father correctly. But they were refusing to see. They were refusing to leave their blindness. And Jesus is like... (laughs) You know, I'm here. I'm the light of heaven. And in another place in Scripture, Jesus says, you search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. But the Scriptures speak of me. It's him. And they were refusing to see. They were in, they were in darkness, but they, refu- they were refusing to receive Jesus' light so they can see the Father correctly. And I believe today that God... He wants us to be able to see him correctly. He wants to, cha- to challenge our, our, um, the way we view him, our concepts of God. He wants us to see him correctly through the eyes of Jesus. You say, well, I can see God in the Old Testament and what he, what he did, right? I can see how um, people were killed and all of this stuff in the Old Testament, and how holy God is. And yes, God is holy. He is holy. But in uh, John 14, Philip asks Jesus to show them the Father, right? To show them the God of the universe. To show them the God who created everything. And Jesus tells Philip, if you, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you seen the Father. So Jesus, right there, is the perfect revelation of who God is. So you say, "Well, who is God? And how do I relate to him? Then we have to look at we have to look at uh, Jesus to be able to see who the Father is, and that He's for our benefit and He's for our good. But because the Pharisees, they believed they knew God, they had formed all these laws and interpretations that they weren't um, willing to open up their hearts to receive Jesus' light into their lives. So their hearts were closed to his light. The only thing Jesus wants us to do is just come as like children and say, God, I'm willing to receive your light into my life i'm willing to see you father through jesus help me to have a clearer view of you father i want us to go to um first john chapter one and this here it talks about it goes into the incarnation of christ We're going to start at verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. When we allow Jesus' light to flow through us, you know, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna shine through us. And like as believers, we can't be surprised when we encounter darkness when we encounter opposition, right? Because we live in a world that has darkness in it. But we don't have to fear the darkness because Jesus has come to earth. His light has come to earth. And we can know because he's here and because we believe in him, we can overcome the darkness and the darkness is never going to overcome the light. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. And there's been many people in our lives, we've been great people. Whether it's been, been Abraham Lincoln, who emancipated the slaves, or it's been Isaac Newton, one of the great uh, minds of science, or whether it's been uh, Queen Elizabeth. There have been great people, right? But that's because of all the great things they did. They didn't bring lasting light to mankind. Only Jesus did that. So, my challenge for us today is for us just to, again, come afresh every single day and say, Jesus, you know, whatever has happened to me in the past or whatever um, I've seen happen with my family or my friends, Jesus, I want to see you clearly. I want to see you clearly. Clearly. I don't want to be in the dark. I don't want to be blind. Because the thing is, guys, the Pharisees were blind. They didn't know it. The light, the very very truth of heaven was standing right in front of them, and they didn't recognize it. The thing they were searching for was right there, the light of heaven, and they didn't see it. And there's a world that's desperate to see. They need to see the light. That's why Jesus came, because people need hope. People need to be healed. People need to know what God thinks about them, that he has a hope in their future, that he's a good father, that he's a good God, that, that he's not a God in a temple, but he's a God who came to earth because he wanted to be in relationship with people. That he wants to be in relationship with people. That's his heart. That's Jesus' passion for coming because he wanted people to know him. It was always about knowing God. Not an idea of who he is, but to know him. Because when we know him, we're going to love him. And we're going to know that there is freedom in him. He came to reveal The heart of God for man, that's what he wants us to be and to do, to go as his people who have been transformed, to go transform a culture with the light of God through the eyes of Christ. He wants that same fire that he walked with when he was here on earth, he wants that same fire to be in us that we can see that we don't don't live in denial when we see darkness, when we see situations that we don't understand or things that are bigger than we are, but we know. (laughs) We know the heart of God towards those situations. We know what God's will is towards uh, sickness and disease or poverty. We know it's God's will for people to be healed, to be blessed. Jesus came so people can see he wants us to see. I'm asked the worship team to come back up and the ushers you guys can start handing out communion. See so how Jesus sent as the Father has sent us Jesus, he sends us as his ambassadors, his ambassadors of light. To go. And to be as uh, sons and daughters who are in love, who are in love with their king, their master, right? It's a life of love. The world might know what we're against, right? But they didn't know what we're for. They didn't know <laughs> what the father is for. And that he's for them. And he wants to be in relationship with them. Jesus is like he came. And he did all he needed to do, right? There's nothing, left, there's nothing left for him to do. He came. He died. He was raised from the dead. He sent his Holy Spirit. And now he wants to use us to bring people to himself. To show people who sit in darkness, that there's hope, that there's life. He wants to knock at the heart, the heart doors of people, but he wants to do it through us. But for myself and for others, it's going to start with us being able to see God correctly. To be able to see the Father correctly. That we have to know that He's for us. That we have to know that He's forgiving. That we have to know <laughs> that He wants to be close to us. He's a good Father. So as you sit right now, I just want to ask you just to open up your heart to Jesus. And just ask him just to say, Jesus, to shine your light in my heart, in my thinking, in my spirit. Help me to see you. Help me to see you. Help me to see the Father the way he is. Help me to see him correctly. Tear down all wrong mindsets of who you are, God. Let your light shine in my heart and in my mind. Help me to see that God's good, He only does good. That He only gives good gifts. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Move in our hearts. Help us to see. Help us to see. in you, Jesus. Help us to see ourselves as sons and daughters. Help us to see our identity in you, Jesus, that is stable. That we're, that we're stable in your love. Help us to see God. Open our eyes. Help us to see each other, Father. Through the eyes of Christ, help us to see each other correctly, oh Lord. We're light or sign in our eyes. together. And come up. jeremiah i don't i'm not seeing jesus correctly i'm not seeing the father directly this morning i just want prayer to be able to see him correctly or you might say i don't know jesus i don't know the father i want to be able to start a relationship with god i want to be able to see the
0: father
1: i want to invite you to come up here and pray that you can accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord, or you might just need to be able to just need prayer to be able to see the Father more clear or to see others more clear. I'm going to invite you to come up here for prayer. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this morning, guys. Thank you, God, for that. You didn't leave us in the dark. God, your love came down. God said we don't never have to be the same. So God, us pray this morning as we leave that you fill us with your light. God, that we be able to just see you for who you are. That you're the God of love, the God of hope, the God of peace. Fill us with your light, God. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your presence, God. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Help us to see each other, Father, the way you have us to see each other, through your eyes, Jesus. Help us to see ourselves through your eyes, Jesus. God, we can't do it in ourselves. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come. Come, Holy Spirit, and meet with us. Meet with the Spirit. Fill us with your life. Let us never be the same. For your glory, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. are just a mess.